I'm Stephanie Hansen. I'm Stephanie March. And we are here for the second hour of the beautiful <laughs> program. Uh-huh. Uh, we were just making my little niece here eat some of cookie, and you would think that we were asking her to eat like a horrible poison vegetable. She was like, it's lemony. I, there's, but dried fruit <laughs> and cookies is lemon. advanced stuff. I'm going to say that. It is. You know, it's a little fruit cakey. I can appreciate a fruit cakey kind of cookie. But, you know, I give Skylar some props. It's not for everyone. Right. All right. Uh, when we open up the show in the second hour, we always greet you with the top two in hour two. Give him the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now the Weekly Dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right. Give me two. With him, with him, with him. All right. We're going to go with, I'm going to start because we have a special caller on the line. Please. Do we, do we have YC? Are you here, YC? Mike? Yeah. Okay, Mike is here. We're going to talk a little quickly about on our top two in hour two. My pick is the St. Paul Winter Farmer's Market. Oh, is it started? Okay. It started, and Mike DeCamp is the guest chef at the St. Paul Winter Farmer's Market, which is happening every week. Is it happening every weekend? Uh, every Saturday, as far as I know. It's Saturday, as far as you know. You're not the total spokesman, but you are there. So you are the guest chef today. You're cooking out of the kitchen at Octo Fish Bar. Tell us what you're making. Father Burgers. Ah! Wait, what kind of burger? Parlor. Uh, parlor, parlor burgers. The oh, burgers okay. A parlor <laughs> burger in St. Paul. Awesome. It's about to be a reality, but I today know. is your first snickety snack check-in. So you're making those. What else? Do you, is it just parlor burgers or you're doing other stuff? Nope, just parlor burgers today. Excellent. And you'll be there till how long? Uh, till 1 o'clock. Okay, okay, yum. So pop in. And how is it? Go- how's it looking? How's the market looking? It uh, looks great. A lot of people, a lot of cool stuff, uh, a lot of cool stuff down there. Okay. So the market is going to be in the basement of the Octo Fish Bar. You can step in at the bar. You can order a parlor burger from Mike DeCamp, and uh, you can, and then you can check out Salty Tart, too, right? That's right. First day today. Good. All right. Are people uh, heading in there? Oh, yeah. Big, a uh, lot, of, lot of people in there right now. Oh, Being excellent. Well, well received. So. Love okay. it. Love All right. It. Thanks for your market report, kid. Of course. Thank you. See you later. All right, so that is that is that that's happening every Sunday, every Saturday now at the Market House Collaborative. It's the indoor version of the Winter's Farmers Market. This gives me a quick chance to shout out Dara, who has a feature on Mike DeCamp and yes. his empire, yeah. the burgeoning empire in your magazine, yeah. in the Apple St. Paul magazine. That was really great. Right. It was wonderful. We decided that we could do we should do some revisits on some of yeah. that. You know, kind of and plus, you know, it, when he started with Manello, you know, it kind of was like, okay, what's happening? But now, really, he's taken over running, you know, the borough and the parlor and and all the things that are part of the Jester concepts. He's got a hand in, and that's an important thing to look at. And I really do. I love Manello. I think that restaurant in the Ivy Hotel is one of my favorites. I also really loved Borough when it first opened, and then... I didn't really understand it for a little bit. They didn't have a chef, and it was just kind of what it was, and... He's really brought it back, and they now have lunch, too. Mm-hmm. It's really, if you're in the North Loop and looking for, then it's hard. To, I mean, there's not a great, lot of great lunch spots in the North Loop, there's either. There's really not. Mm-mm. And also, the number one question I feel like we get, other than where can we take our group, is where do we eat when we go to the Orpheum or the State? Yeah. And Mercy is down there, which is doing a wonderful job. But, you know, like within walking distance, like Union Depot, Fire Lake... 
there's just not a lot. Yeah. Well, and, from the Orpheum, though? I mean, yeah. Orpheum or State. Yeah. That's kind of, but that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll I mean, do, it's just a yeah. weird kind of no man's land. It is. Well, there's, you know, there's, yeah. There's, you know, I mean, obviously Capitol Grill is right there. Yep. And then you have, you know, yeah, that Union Place, which is kind of strange and yep. stuff. But Union Bar. Manila is too far for me from I know. that point. And I'm sorry like, I made a weird I know. transition that's for I was you. like, that was not. I was doing what happens when I talk to my husband where we start on one subject and he can fill in the blanks and follow along after 25 years. Yeah. But I, as I'm watching your face, I'm, she's wondering, where is Stephanie going with this? <laughs> In any case. In any case. We are anyway. on to the top two in hour two. <laughs> so your top one was winter market. Was the winter market. Right. The actual St. Paul indoor winter farmer's market <sighs> at the Market House Collaborative. Okay. Okay, your turn. So let's do our music. Did we do our music we already? Did. Okay. We did. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everyone. It happened. <laughs> Okay, how about you give us your first thing? Okay, mine, and perhaps I need some right now, is Five on Ice. What's that? It is a cranberry-infused vodka that's locally made, and it's perfect for this time of year because you can add it to sparkling wines or champagnes, or you can just have it with a, literally just neat, with a little rosemary and a little ice. It's just a perfect little it's a look, it's little like a, sip. It's a liqueur, but it's got, it's a vodka so enhanced it's, Yeah, liqueur. so it's it's vodka that is infused. Yeah. So But it's, it's also, it's flavored, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So because infused sort of means, you know, that like when you soak a rosemary thing in a thing, then you get the essence of the rosemary. But this is a very sweet, this has cranberry juice and stuff with it. No. It's just a clear vodka? It's infused. But it's clear. Yeah. No, it's not clear. Okay. Um, it has no, um, it has regular sugar. It has no like high fructose corn syrup. But it does. Okay. But this is the thing is like there's. There's five ingredients. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, so oh, the difference God. of infusions is there's nothing in there but the spirit. And then like a liqueur has many, has other things with it. You are right, Stephanie March. Sorry. No, you are right. You are describing it exactly. I just want to make sure that we're we're talking about the same thing. We are. Because I do love this stuff, and it's locally made. And it's five on ice. Five on and ice. And then they also have a lemon ginger version, which makes a great, again, like if you want to have a lemony um, French 75, or you want to perhaps have a amped up Moscow mule. And to be and to be clear, there's just, five ingredients. It's called five vodka, actually, because I just googled five on ice and I couldn't find. Sorry, it. Sorry, that's their Twitter handle. Yeah, so it's called five vodka, and you can find it all over the place. And it's lemon ginger and cranberry orange. Yum, yum. Like and it. perhaps I'll just let Stephanie finish up for the break. <laughs> Okay, so then my second for top two in hour two is um, I happen to be dining at Grand Cafe during the... the the they have the new thing going where it's uh, I, I'm not I don't want to say happy hour because that's not it it's early bird dinner and so okay, I like could, an early yeah, bird dinner it's kind of like getting the neighborhood in you know and just sort of like you know it's they, the old lady dinner well and they also <laughs> they book up with reservations from seven o'clock on but that five to six thirty there's nothing going on and so it's really great you can go in. And order a special. She has a special thing that she's doing every. Jamie Malone is doing every kind of early day, and it's like pot pie, yum, or it's um, shepherd's pie. And I went in, and we had a shepherd's pie, and it was, it was, uh, it it was magical. It was this beautiful little crock with this perfect whip of potatoes on top that oh, had that been buttercrumbed, so and then underneath was almost like a 
like a rich and beautiful beef, almost like a bolognese. You know what I mean? Like it was that beefy. But that's not my top two in hour two. The other part is that they have a back room, which they just opened. And I had not seen it. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh, my God, it has a very big table that seats about 20 people. Nice. And I know that we keep getting calls from people being like, oh, I've got so and so. It's the 10 to 20 range that people don't really know what to do with it. Right. Because you don't know if you want to do like, you know, like a big long table. Yeah. A lot of people have big tables. This one has a table. There was a group of people in there. A lot of beautiful men were in there. And they were. I think they were all into each other, though, so that was okay. (laughs) But they were at this huge, this great table, and I thought, I want to have a dinner of 20 people. That's where I'm going to go. Let's do it. And it's private, and it's candlelit, and it's beautiful. Nice. So there it is. So it's the back room at Grand Cafe is what I'm talking about. All right. So my second top two in hour two, uh, traveling along in the Made in Minnesota theme, Yep, is the Totino's Pizza Roll. I have not had the Totino's pizza roll since I was like a kid. Really? And you got 12 in a box and yep. our mom would get this. And when we had a babysitter, they would make the pizza rolls. I was, I'm taking care of my nieces. I open up the freezer and we decided to have an all fried lunch. So we had fish sticks, we had Totino's pizza rolls and we had tots. Wow. And just threw that baby in on the pan at 3.50. They were amazing. Yep. But tater tots have shrunk. Did you, like... I mean... They're kind of like minis now, which was interesting, but they didn't Like the Orida ones? Yeah, they were smaller. Oh, and maybe there's a mini version, and this was just what we had. I didn't look on the package. Right. But I hadn't had a Totino's pizza roll in a very long time, and you guys... It's totally snack worthy. If you're invited to like a potluck or something, bring the Totino's pizza rolls. Bring a little bowl of um, sour cream with a little sriracha in it for dipping. That is a magical, perfect little bite. I and of course, you know, they are, um, you know, they're they're locally invented and they're owned by Pillsbury, I believe. Right. Yeah. Yep. But um, those yeah. pizza rolls. Well, Gino, it was Mr. It was he was like, I can't remember his name. I was just reading about him. It was Gino, wasn't it? Gino Totino. Gino's. No, it wasn't Gino Totino. <laughs> <laughs> but there Somebody, was, and for this day, for this segment, I'm just going right. to say it, it was Gino, Gino Totino. Totino. It was Gino Totino. Totino's pizza roll. I'm actually going to Google Gino Totino. And um, but it it's um, they're the same. It's Rose Totino and her husband, Jim. Yeah. So Rose and Jim and yeah. their son Gino, yeah. Totino. Totino. But I was going to say that they remember when Totino's was like a yes, restaurant in, in Northeast? Italian restaurant in Northeast, I it's do. It's so sad that that's gone. It's like, sad that a lot of our institutions are gone that they, but it, you know, like you look at High High, which is in the old Double yeah. Deuce, like that was a great reutilization of that space. Yeah. So sometimes it's time. I it's don't know. True. Sometimes you got to move on. It's true, you do. But when you get back to that old favorite, that old, crunchy, delicious Totino's pizza roll. I'm saying it. And you dip it into I a I never had it as a kid. I had to cream. have it as a college kid oh, student because my mom love. was not of the Totino's, you know, she didn't know about it. Yeah, for us, it was a special, like, babysitter occasion. But mm-hmm. I did feel kind of gross feeding the kids this for lunch. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Incidentally... Um, little, these little muffin bites that the kids have for breakfast because my sister, I'm like, what? I'm just going to read to you what it said on the package when I was giving them these little muffin bites this morning. No shaming, (laughs) no judging. Here's what it said. Partially, uh, partially produced with genetic engineering. Okay. That was on the back of the little muffins that I was feeding them for breakfast. Okay. Doesn't that scare you? Well, 
I mean, not to judge moms because I had a kid and I know it's challenging, but I was like, oh. And it's interesting that they would, well, so they're basically saying there's some GMOs in I it. guess. And the elf on the shelf was in the toaster, so toast was out. You can't take him out of the toaster? You can't touch him. Oh. If you touch him, you ruin the magic. I did not know that. Yeah. So we had to just over. I don't the, have any elves. We had to avoid the toaster. All so. my elves come on cookie packages. So <laughs> that's all I know about that. <laughs> the little Keebler elves. Yeah. All right. We so there go. is the segment of the year right there, folks. It just doesn't that get any better James than Beard that. That is Award winning segment. We are going to submit that and we are going to win the James Beard Award. And we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You ever we are back with the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and I promised during the break I got it together, I think. <laughs> it's a better show when you don't have it together. It's oh, more fun. It is it's definitely real. who Look, we are. We're just real people here. <laughs> and that is our friend Stephanie March, our friend, our, our co-host. Fr- yours and other people's <laughs> Ours, friends. all of ours. We are actually here with another friend, Tina Volpe. Hi, Tina. Hi. Uh, she is with the Union Depot in St. Paul, and they are having their annual bake sale. We were just talking that this is your fifth year. It's our fifth annual. Yeah. Have you been there the whole time? I have. I remember the first year of the bake sale. I think we covered it. Uh, yes. Do you remember this? Yep. And then it was like a mad dash. The doors opened. People went in. Yep. They bought everything. And then the bakers, you said, had to like bake overnight all night. Yeah, we had several bakers that ran out that were up all night baking to have enough product to sell on day two. Oh, my gosh. So now it's a one-day event. Now it's a one-day event. (laughs) (laughs) Because we want to care for our bakers. Right. It's a one-day event, and it's a little bit longer. We extended the hours a little bit to accommodate that. Um, So, yeah. So it's great. So they only have to prepare for the one day. And it's going to be next Saturday. Yeah. Fifth annual. So what kind of what kind of um, experience? Let's just talk about Union Depot for one second. Yeah, because it's a great place. And people don't know about it still. So it's the old train depot that's been redone and it is still a working train depot. But what kind of things do you have in there in terms of activities? Yeah. Well, we, we do operate as a multimodal transportation hub. So light rail, bikes, buses, trains. Um, we've got it all. Uh, and then besides that, we are also an event center. So we rent our spaces out for private events. And they're gorgeous. Yeah. Beautiful. And then we also host a series of our own signature events. So in addition to our bake sale, which is part of what we call our hub for the holidays events, it's a part of several events we have going on the first two weeks of December. Uh, we have a train day that we host every year. That where sounds it's fun. All things trains and transportation uh, we do a make, Minnesota Makers event called Lower Town Pop. Yep. And so we have that in the spring. Uh, and then our next kind of big event coming up is like the one day a year that you can bring your dog to the depot. So we have Doggy Depot. Oh, which is, that's cute. Are you part, doing that with Sidewalk Dog? Or? We do. We okay. do work with Sidewalk Dog. Uh, that's part of the Winter Carnival as well. So we actually do a bracket contest and folks can nominate their dog to be our King Boreas or Canine, <laughs> or canine Queen of Snows. So great. And we do actually give them a little crown that day. And, yeah. and uh, that it actually is an event that's really about promoting uh, foster and rescue organizations. And so the winning pups uh, get to, we give a gift to a a foster rescue that I they love chose. It. So Puppos. Yeah. So those are some of the fun things that we do. And, and most of the events that we do are free to attend. The bake sale is the only um, event that we have where there is an admission fee, but 100% of that goes to our charitable partner. 
And this year that's Neighborhood House. All right. So, yeah. And I think the ticket prices, are they $10? It's, it's actually general admission is $5. Okay. And then our VIP ticket is $10. And this year with the VIP ticket, we have a custom bakery box. Oh. And inside of that, you'll get a, a commemorative oven mitt. And then we also put a collection of recipes from some of the participating bakeries. Oh, that's, that's totally a, that's, worth 10 that's bucks. That's worth a 10 bucks yeah, VIP. It's Come really on. cool. And then you can take your little box around and then buy all your goodies and fill it up. And it comes with a bow. And so if you're going to someone's house and you need a hostess gift, just right there. Boom. One, Perfect boom. idea. Yeah. That is a good one. Yeah. So, this is the big thing with like looking around at all those cookies and all those yeah. baked items for me. It's like, I want them now, but then I also kind of want that inspiration, you know, to think about right. like what else I'm going to do. Yeah. yeah. And it is cookie making time. So what are some of the bakeries that are going to be there that you're excited about? Well, I love the buttered tin. The Buttered Tin yes. is a great bakery. They're, they've been with us since the beginning. Alicia Hinsey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's awesome. Uh, they have a really awesome molasses cookie. Molasses, yum. Yeah, that's really, really good. It looks like she's also teaching a Russian tea cake seminar from 1130 to 12 on the day of this the event. I actually think it's a shortbread cookie that they're doing. Okay, um, all right. Yeah. Yeah, we have that's the other thing is many of our bakers are going to be, um, we have a demo booth and they'll be sharing some of their secrets on how to do some of their different I love um, that idea. techniques and things like, like that. Like you can see the T-Rex, you know, mm-hmm. lady, she's Tina doing, Rex. she's saying, she's teaching you how to make a giant cookie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think having uh, the black dog just talking about holiday cooking and all that stuff, it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah fun day. doing how to like decorate a cookie. It's like an ugly sweater cookie. Oh, oh smart. They really, they're so, really they're so intricate, cool looking holiday cookies that they do. I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm very obsessed with decorated cookies. I'm obsessed with them on Instagram in particular. Like Really? Some of these ugly sweater cookies are not crazy detailed and beautiful. Is it like frosted and then they just do their own thing? I've not they seen any They look like ugly Instagram. sweaters. They're really? amazing that I'm you can Google get that. that level of detail on a cookie with a piping bag. My God. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's also, but this isn't just cookies. Let's be clear about that right. because there's people, you know, like I know that uh, there you have a seminar about bread art, making holiday breads. Yeah. So For it's me, all kinds yeah. of baked goods. It's not I just mean, cookies, not just, just so cookies. we're clear. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have, um, I know uh, Black Dog brings in some of their um, brownie, different types of brownie recipes and Yum. things like that. So it's it's everything that yeah. you would think of making during the holiday season. What are holiday breads? It's like challah holiday bread. Yeah. Uh, there's, I just recall there being like some type of stolen. Stolen. Yeah, Stollen. that's the German that's bread. That's the German fruitcake. I mean, let's just not lie. It's basically fruitcake. But it's good. It's stolen. It's actually what fruitcake was, I think, originally supposed to be. But then also just, you know, like I do like a gingerbread. I don't just make gingerbread cookies. I do gingerbread and then I soak it with bourbon. (laughs) But I'm saying having a slice of that on a cookie tray, too. I mean, like that's just as to me, just as worthy to, uh, you know, give a little loaf of something with a tied up ribbon. That's perfect. And we have a number of candy confectioners. Let's talk about that. So Mademoiselle Miel. Oh, and I, she, <laughs> Every she, time her name comes up, it's like, oh, because they're so wonderful, her little bonbons. Oh, what about her hot chocolate bomb? Have you had the hot chocolate I yes. have had it, and they have it at Certix. It's like, I think, two bucks, yeah. and it is the best uh-huh. cup of hot chocolate you'll ever have in your whole life. Yeah. And this year, she just emailed me. They're, they have something new that's sort of their version of the cookie, and it's called the Mendiant. So it's basically a round piece of chocolate, but then with all different kinds of little toppings on it. So it might be peanuts or oh, pomegranate yeah. seeds. Mm-hmm. Or Those oh, little like cute, oh, yeah, the little know, wedge, yeah, chocolate little wedge. Things. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Chocolate disc, I guess. It's a disc, Not yeah. a wedge, a disc. <laughs> <laughs> Groveland ah. Confections is another one that participates. And oh my gosh, they've got like the 
a cashew turtle type stuff. Oh, I love those. those oh, big, big, God, so good. baseball sized treats. Yum. The good yes, goodies, seriously. So. I mean, like all these beautiful things. And you have like, you know, nothing bunt cakes. Looks yeah. like they're going to be those cute little bunt cakes, which has become a they're just taking the world by storm. Because it they is. have one on Grand Avenue that's and people are just crazy about them. Yeah. yeah. She's brand new. So she actually just signed up. We, she came to us and said, I'm brand new. I want so to you have Potter's Pasties yeah. here going to be there too. Yeah. Which is of course for several years baking, too. but savory baking. Yeah, those savory. hand pies. Mm-hmm. Get out. I love them so much. I like those Potter's are they so pasties good. or pasties? What I don't, I think they're both. If you're up in the upper, it's the a pasty. Are pasties covers, though? No, so those are, well, does anybody even call pasties, them that anymore? Pasties, I think. <laughs> I don't even know. Pasties, like you paste them on? Yeah, I think I so. Think so good. we'll go with pasties. Kind, yeah. Yes. Pasties. From up in Hibbing and pasties, up in the range. Pasties. Potter's pasties. 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 <laughs> um, Tina, thank you very much for being here today. It is thank the Union you. Depot Bake Sale. It there is. is a link on our show page and also on our weekly dish page for Facebook. December 9th. Mm-hmm. From 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Correct. Next week. Mm-hmm. And I will be there. I'm going to be there and do a little bit of shopping myself. But thanks for coming in today. Yeah, I'm really excited it. about this bake sale. And it's if you haven't been to the Union Depot too, make a day of it. Oh, Head out guys. to lunch. The European Christmas market is this weekend and next weekend. weekend. They had last night, there was a little holiday movie showing of Elf. They lit the tree. It's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful piece of St. Paul that you should see. All right, so we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. Um, we had someone ask us which was the last bakery we were talking about. We were thinking it was the Nothing Bunt Cakes. Yeah, it's brand new on Grand Avenue. They do Bunt Cakes. Yeah, it's a it's a franchise. They have one out in... Uh, well, they have There's a couple all over the metro, actually. Um, funny enough, it's a Bunt Cake, which is, of course, a very Minnesota thing. Mm-hmm. We invented the Bunt Pan, but these guys are out of Las Vegas, these two sisters who started this cute little Nothing Bunt Cakes Uh Bakery shop, which is I want to let people know too, and I need to. Um, I'm going to retweet this, and I'm going to put a link on the Facebook page too. Today is Mrs. Kelly's tea event. I was going to talk about. Yeah, we were going to talk about that during the events thing. Got it. But so we're good with that because she that is of course the tea party. Yes. that she is doing. So we will talk about that at uh, when we wrap it up. But first. This is the season, besides of going out, that a lot of people are staying in and party hosting. What do you think about that? I know you love to throw a party. Oh, I do. I mean, you love a dinner party at your house more than anything. I, I do. I actually, I got invited to two dinner parties on the same night oh, on, in January. Really? Yeah. I'm like, the dinner party's back. It's yeah. competing. No. I have to say no to someone. I know. I, I, um, I think that the dinner party never went away. I, I love a dinner party. I think that people still and always have had dinner parties. I think that they kind of, people in their lives, kind of their fascinations with it, kind of ebb and flow. Because, of course, when you have little kids, it's harder to have dinner parties. That's when you have them, though, because you can't go out. Right. It's hard to get a sitter. So you have everybody to your house. But your friends may have kids, too, and then they're the ones who have the burden. <laughs> or you have them bring their kids and you put pizza rolls and a movie on. And we've done that, too. Oh, I know. The well, last dinner party I had... A kids sat in the basement and watched TV because their parents couldn't get a sitter. Yeah. No, I have always thought that the kids should be a part of the dinner party and they always, for me, they always have. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they were... What? You want them to like... No, no, no. Not sitting at dinner, but I mean, like, I don't shove them in the basement. I sort of, we make it a big, you know, we make it sort of part of the thing and then they go have their dinner and we have our dinner. Got it. Got it. You know what I mean? I shove them in the basement, but they're welcome to come. Yeah. Here's a soda pop and a can of something and... 
Yeah. Pizza rolls. Well, and so in pizza rolls, right? <laughs> exactly. That's where we should have talked about this. Well, I uh, I was thinking I saw something on um, the New York Times had a thing that had popped up on my social or whatever. That was uh, they had done a how to throw how to host a dinner party. Please. What did they say? But I was interested by the fact that I thought that it was, you know, I mean, it's one of those things where I understand that I'm 46 years old and I'm sort of like, yeah, OK, we've already done this, you know, but there's other generations that are learning how to do this as and well. People don't know. I honestly, like, they don't know you should have a signature cocktail. They don't know you should have a little bite when people walk in the door. People still don't know that they're supposed to bring hostess gifts. Well, I also think that this is another thing that just actually highlights it. I think that people are scared because there's a lot of things that they think they should and have to do to have a dinner party. And my whole point is just have your friends over and have a dinner party. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry. Don't sweat that you don't know all the rules. And so you can't have one. I would say just kind of start it and learn how to do it. And because it's the gathering that's the most important. Did you ever do like we had a dinner club? So we had five couples and we rotated. I love that idea. I've always thought that was a great idea. Someone had the main dish and then you were assigned accompanying dish that you had to make. Yes. Other clubs do it where everybody like I'm going to do the main, you do the salad, you do the dessert and you get to pick the recipe. Yeah. I kind of it forced us to cook stuff that we didn't normally cook, yes. which I appreciated about the dinner party. Yes. Um, other people do it where they just everybody brings something and there's no like requirements for it. Right. That's always a little dicey because then you might end up with two potatoes. A or bunch two, of desserts. Yeah. Or it like, happens you know, sometimes. Yeah. That's more of a potluck, which is a dinner party, too. It can be. You know what I mean? But I do like the idea of of I, of course, like the idea of creating an, an experience for people. You know what I mean? And I want to make an event out of it. And so for me, that was it's more about thinking about it in terms of like, what kind of night can I construct for people? Yeah. You know, and I think that that's a big piece of it. Like, I don't do handwritten invitations and I don't, you know, like the New York Times piece was kind of like, you know, they're like they gave you like first make a timeline. And that was a little bit much for me. <laughs> <laughs> And it a was handwritten like, invitation, though, <laughs> sounds so elegant, doesn't I know. it? Well, two weeks before, create your guest list, making sure you have enough dishes to serve everyone. I do like that idea. Um, send out invitations and think about the aesthetic and atmosphere you're having. Figure out what you'll need for decor and make a list. I have a business idea. Okay. That our friend Stephanie Meyer, I think, should start. Okay. When I was involved this, I did an event this week and these decor wedding people came and they all like set up their beautiful tables. They had, you know, blue goblets and these just beautiful dishes. In a regular home, a lot of people don't have the space to have like lots of these fancy dishes that you only use like once or twice a year. Why can't someone have dishes that we can rent that we're not having a wedding? (laughs) Who does? Like, can, I just want to rent like 10 of your super sexy dessert plates with these matching champagne flutes just for my dinner party. I think you Who can, does that? I think you can do that through, um, I think you can do a prey at Party Rental does that. Really? Yeah. I think you can do dinner settings. Because that would be amazing yeah. just for a small group. And you'd have to, I mean, like you'd have to have big storage in order to have that kind of a thing though. You yeah. know what I mean? See, and I, I, I want someone to be able to do that because yeah. I only want to rent for my dinner party of 10 to 12. Yeah. I think you, I think there are places that you can do that. And you I can go to Value Village. Yeah, you can, you go can always to, do that. I've done that. But It's cheaper to buy, to go do a party setting, you know, like from Arks Value Village and then, you know, donate it back than it is maybe to rent even. Probably. You know what You're I mean? You're probably right. I would think that that would be like. I have gotten some good. I just, I miss, I had, when I downsized, I had to get rid of lots of stuff. Yeah. 
And I loved these blue goblets and I thought, oh, I would love to have those, but I wouldn't use them. Yeah. Except for more than a couple times a year. So sorry, not well, to digress. Think, think about too, in terms of like hosting a dinner party and it's kind of like thinking about it in terms of like you do for Thanksgiving, you have all this, you know, like we take a month, you and I specifically to think about and plan for Thanksgiving. I don't think you have to do that in that scale, but I do think you have to have forethought and thinking about your place settings and all that kind of stuff. That's a that's a part of welcoming people into your home. But again, you can be creative with it. You yeah. know what I mean? If it doesn't, if you don't have settings and enough room for that, then think about doing a, a seafood boil and putting paper on the table and then, you know, doing something that is more like handsy. You know what I mean? Picking up with your hands and I eating love with handsy. your fingers. I know handsy's all, and we're all good with it. Um, but they had this whole timeline, which was really interesting, and I liked it. Um, and they talked about their invitations, and re- and then uh, one of the things they said, your guests will most likely bring something, so recommend bringing what would actually be helpful. And so when anybody says, what can I bring? You know, a lot of times you can say, you know, we're all taken care of, or you can, but if there's something, and there's people who always want to bring something, and I would say that for them, you give them an assignment. Say, you know what, I would love it if you brought some you know, really great wine. Or I would love it if you would bring some flowers, you know, some very, a pretty little bunch of flowers. Or why don't we ever ask anybody to bring the dinner rolls? Yeah, I was going to say dinner rolls. Yeah, because that's actually really helpful. Yeah. Most people aren't making like a fresh roll. But if you went to a good bakery and brought some really delicious dinner rolls or yeah. butter pats. A butter, <laughs> yeah, or even be specific. Could say, you bring turkey butter in the shape of a turkey, please? Yes, yes. <laughs> I would I'm gonna so ask you welcome for that, that when you come to yeah. my house. Yeah. If could you bring molded butter, please, right. for my butter great. plate? There's a, you could say, you could actually say, well, there's a box of Triscuits for two for five bucks. If you could go get two of those at Cub, that would be great. Do you know, okay, I am digressing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm all over the place today. I had an event the other night and I didn't get to eat. And so it was 1130 at night and I was starving. Yeah. I had Triscuits with cheddar cheese on them, melted. That was my dinner. Yeah. And I had like 15 of them because I had to count. Oh, gosh. Okay. Five a plate. Okay. Wow. <laughs> three plates. I, well, I eat Triscuits and cheese every day. You do? I eat. I have a cheese happy hour every day I get home from work. Oh, I just felt like, wow, this is really a new low, but no. it was tasty as no, heck. No, it's, it's survival is what it is. Um, okay. They do say that there are a lot of people that you can do evites for, and a lot of people are doing those now instead of the handwritten invitations. And that's instead of just an email sending out an evite, kind of like what we got for Hubbard. So using a paperless post or ping, P-I-N-G-G, is something. There's also called um, original work at places like Punchbowl that does these cards, and they'll send out the email, and it'll be this gorgeous, beautiful card that is just as much, you know, a work of art than a piece of paper. I'm against e-invitations. Oh, why? Just for the record. How come? Probably because I owned a printing company, so I'm a paper oh, you're person. Right. You I are. like paper. Mm-hmm. I want my fancy papyrus. I want my paper patisserie. I like letterpress. I just like paper. I do too. I definitely love print, but I also know that for some people that's, you know, also not going to be their best way of communicating with their clutch of people. Well, and when you have to get the addresses, people are like, um, what? You want my my address for my house? I know. Now, this is one thing I love. Now, think about the list of people, your guest list. Thinking about not just saying, oh, let's all invite all my friends and all the people. Because think about your friends, right? You have different groups and you have different clutches. And sometimes my favorite thing about a good dinner party is when you don't know everybody at the table. Do you have the, like, we have a couple that we can insert into any dinner party situation. Then we have another couple that 
there's only certain people that can eat with that couple because they're always going to talk politics and it's going to get he's just not very careful. Right. Um, Then we have like young friends that Mm -hmm. are newer friends that we have to like, are you the bridge between the older people and the younger people? Yeah. We have this like whole I have this whole list of like, well, I've got room for one more couple. Let's bring the couple that gets along with everyone. Yeah. No, I think you absolutely have to find, um, you know, sort of a uh, I think you have to find a good mix that, you know, the conversation will be good. And I don't mind mixing politics. You know what I mean? I have a nice array of political spectrum in my friendships. And I think that that's kind of it's okay. It can be fun because everybody's there to be as long as, you know, like your friends are there to be sociable. I have a single person question. And okay. you are a newly I can, single person. I can answer that. Can if I invite, I want to have a dinner party. I want to invite you. Yeah. You're a single person. Yeah. Do I need to feel like no, please you do and not. a guest? Do I need to like get another oh, man friend to come to be your guest? Please do never, ever, ever invite someone to pair up with a single person. Is it, if I invite you and a single man, is the obvious assertion that, oh, I'm trying to set you up? Because sometimes I just have single man friends. Yeah, no. I don't think so. As long as it's as long as there has been no discussion between either human. Yeah. Like, okay, so I'm inviting this guy. Got it. So as long as there's not that, then I would never assume it. And to invite you alone is okay. You don't feel weird. I would rather. Well, just to give me an invitation. Yeah. Just like you would give an invitation to a couple. Yep. You know, and then if I said, well, I'm if I had a boyfriend that you didn't know about, I'd say, hey, do you want is it cool if I bring you know, a guest. Yeah, a guest. And you'd be like, yeah, of course. You and know? would you? Or you'd say, oh, okay, sure. You know. One other question. Single woman. Yep. If I say, and you can bring a guest, would you feel comfortable bringing a woman friend um, as the guest? I mean, I, I, if there was a reason, I mean, I wouldn't bring a, I wouldn't just bring a friend to have a friend there. I would bring someone who was like a, who was a partner in my life, if that's what I thought was the situation. But then I would, I would definitely... Um, I wouldn't just bring a friend. Okay. Because yeah. I think you could, but I, I just, I always wonder like, what do people think when I say you can bring a guest and they're a single person? Like, I don't care if they bring their friend. I don't care if they bring their yeah. sister or someone they're right. sleeping with. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's a good thing, but I think that is a situational thing. Okay. But I also believe this too. And this is kind of goes in the next thing is that I don't think that you should sit people together at a party. I don't think that like husbands and wives need to sit next to each other. In fact, no couplage. I, I think there's no couplage. I think that you get a better you know, conversational swim at the table if you don't have your safety of your partner right next to you. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. okay. There it is. I um, love the dinner party. Let's have more. Um, yeah. I think that basically you have to have um, just a really good thing. And I'm going to put up this thing by Gabrielle Hamilton because she's, of course, one of my favorite writers. And she has, there's a great thing in the New York Times from a couple years ago, but she wrote this beautiful thing about how it's always a bit of a thrill to come downstairs on a Sunday morning and see the table strewn with the last debris of last finishing dinner party yeah. guests. And it's just lovely. So we'll get All right. that on there. We're going to go ahead and take a break. You're listening to The Weekly Dish presented by El Burrito, Red Cow, Red Rabbit. And we'll be right back. We are back on this Saturday's Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Stephanie March. And we have the moral of the story and events. Stephanie, oh. other than learning about Gino Totino, who did not exist, <laughs> but Rose Totino did, who made the delicious pizza roll. Right. Did you learn anything else exciting this week? Um, Sure. I learned. Let's see. What did I learn? Um, I learned that uh, you can make uh, Rick Nelson's beautiful cookies with Hope Creamery Butter and not have to use a lot of water in there to get a really dense, beautiful shortbread. That rolls out beautifully. Yeah. 
I love that. The Star Tribune cookie of the year has only three tablespoons of sugar, I think he said. There are yeah. three teaspoons. It was three something. Yeah, it was three tablespoons of sugar. Um, the, which is very little for a cookie, and they were delicious. Yeah. Yes, they were very true. Hey, I wanted to let you guys know I put that link up for that dinner party thing I was talking about from um, this is from the New York Times from a while ago. The Gabriel Hamilton Gabrielle Hamilton uh, piece called The Grown Up Table. But I just also in that link is also some really great um, things about having like the all hands on deck dumpling party by Samin Narast and the fondue party with Tehal Roa Rao and the Expandable Feast by Sam Sifton. So they've done all these ideas of dinner party, the Evening in Paris Dinner by Dory Greenspan. You know I what I mean? It. Like, so these are all great ideas if you want to do something a little different. They give you the menu, they give you the ideas. It's really fun. Cute. Yeah. Good, so good that. idea. Yes. So what's going on this weekend? There's um, pretty much everything is going on. Just to That's let you right. know, this is the weekend of. All the markets. I mean, if you are not only talking, we talked about the winter farmers markets in St. Paul, but this is the weekend that my favorite craft fair is happening. Is it the No Coast? It's the No Coast. And it's happening at uh, the um, Midtown Global Market. And that's what makes it kind of fun is that you can basically shop all these local makers and they've got T-shirts and necklaces and candles and books and, you know, all these crazy good crafters doing local things and then you can run around and snack on food. I mean, I, like, go get some of those olives from the Moroccan place. A Moroccan oh, flavors. I love that Moroccan place. I love it. Moroccan flavors. And that then go is get a some great place to eat. Nachos from Taco Cat. Those Yum. are my favorites right now over there. Um, we talked about Mrs. Kelly's tea. Right. She's down at the Grain Belt Brewery and, of course, today and tomorrow and they are doing, of course, you know, I mean, this is like their 20th year. Can you believe that they've been doing this for 20 no. years? That's a long time. And so they're down there. You can obviously shop uh, for tea. You can sample teas. And they have their master blenders there working to sort of help you find the perfect tea blend for someone in your life. I found some tea that uh, she gave us for you last year. So great. And I'm still, I'm on the, I'm on the tail end of it. I'll be honest with you. Uh, and also she has some wonderful butterscotch tea. Oh, so good. Which if you're trying not to like eat bad foods, but. Yeah. That smell of the butterscotch and then the deliciousness of the tea yep. is a great substitute for eating crappy things. Yes. Um, also, if you're there, the uh, American Craft Council has a craft show right in the same brewery, in the same grain belt structure. So they have uh, over 60 makers doing crafty things at what's called the Craft Hop. And then you could pop down to, um, you know, the the kids at the food building are having a craft fair today, too. Um, so you could check out, you know, stuff from the draft horse, but then also, you know, Bakersfield flour and mm-hmm. bread and, and, uh, red table meats. And then of course there's a handmade holiday market at Lakes and Legends Brewery today. So there's all of that. So you can, that's one of my favorite things is the breweries that are doing the craft markets. Cause you can go get a beer, run around, look at all the good stuff and sort of have a social hour. And it makes the shopping. Oh, so much better. So much better. Let me tell you what. Um, it's also the Grand Meander in St. Paul. Okay, and I know the Lex is doing some special soups today. Everybody has a special soup, uh, which is awesome because you can walk around, shop, and sample soups for free from everybody, which is a nice thing to do on a day that's like, it's chilly, but it's not cold, you know? It's nice to have soup every once in a while. Can you say soup samples? Soup samples. Fast three soup times samples. fast. Soup samples. Soup, soup samples. samples. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, so that's fun. That's a good thing happening. I'm going to the New Standards holiday show this afternoon, the matinee. Is that sold out? 
No, it's not sold out. It's not sold out? No, they had three shows this year, though. They had oh, the Friday night three. show last night. I was going to say, my God. There's a matinee today at 2 o'clock, and then there's the evening show tonight. Oh, my goodness. And I've already warned the little girls. I'm like, okay, so Steffi cries at holiday music shows. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Mm-mm. I just, if you look over and I'm weeping, that's why. That's what happens. That's okay. It's like Are you guys like dressing up? And doing... I don't know. I think my little friend Skylar here will probably wear a pretty holiday dress. That's nice. Um, we did dye her hair with Kool-Aid. So I know. if you have a kid. Was that, was that parent approved that you did that? It was parent approved. Okay. I checked. Okay. I was going to say. You can use Kool-Aid to dye the kids the ends of their hair like red or purple and it lasts a couple weeks. I'm like the aunt of the year. I'm you just are the say. aunt of the year. That is really good. All right, everybody. We'll be back for next week. Have great holiday shopping and have a great week. All right. Ciao, ciao.